Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Southeast Wisconsin has some of the best high school and college athletes in the country. How did they get their start? Where did they begin their journey? It's time to talk about some of the best youth sports programs in the area. 10% It's time for the Youth Sports Show with the Fans High School Insider, Big time, Mike McGivern. Oh, welcome into the U Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern. We're talking North Shore United Soccer Club today. And I, and I think before we look forward, we have to look back. Sunday, March 18th, 2012. Across. He'll lay it to Hamas. He'll take up the shot. Let go! There it is! Nobody. Nobody does it better than Tom Wynn. There's, there's no doubt. Joe Hamas, how are you? It's nice. You know what? I got to look back before I look forward, right? Yeah, that's great. Thanks, Mike. What a, what a great goal in, in Wave history. One of the biggest goals in the history of the Wave. That was a fun one. That was uh, to win a championship on our home turf. Doesn't get any better than that. Against Baltimore. Against Baltimore. And that, when a, rival. Man, what? A, and it was a heck of a shot. It was an overtime. It was an overtime goal. And yes. the, to, to win the championship that way. For a, a local kid, right? You grew up, went to Milwaukee Marquette, grew up in Cedarburg, right? Correct, yeah. Grew up in Cedarburg, went to Marquette, and on to St. Louis University for college. And you, then you were a Billiken. A Billiken, yes. And I don't know my nieces and nephews' names, and I know ridiculous stuff like that. <laughs> you know, kid that I coached in basketball went to St. Louis, a kid named uh, Kwame Mitchell. Okay. Went to Dominican and played uh, at St. Louis for a number of years, and then some other kids from this area. Uh, so I followed St. Louis basketball for a while. That's how I know the and whole Billiken. Rick Majerus is there for a couple of years. Yeah, so you know him. what? He just got uh, ducked into the Hall of Fame, or he got nominated, and he, he won. He's going to be going into the Basketball Hall of Fame and and uh, to doing some things with the Rick Majerus Foundation to keep that name alive. Awesome. Uh, look, I, you know what? High school basketball coach for 36 years, and this is a guy who coached in grade school, coached in high school, went on to college. So he's the guy that guys like me, put up on this big pedestal and say, man, I wish it could have been Rick Majerus. So Joe Hamas from North Shore United Soccer Club. We're going to talk to Joe along with Shannon Smith. She's the technical director. Shannon, it's nice to meet you. Hi, how are you doing? Good. I read your bio, and uh, you're like royalty in, in soccer worlds, man. Uh, I don't know about that. You are, you are here. This, <laughs> and I'll tell you, Joe, you'd agree with that. Yeah, she's pretty special. She's really special. We're going to talk a little bit about some of the things that you've done in, in the game of soccer um, a little bit later in the show, Joe, I want to start with you. And if can if I can get your background and, and your love for soccer and where it came from? Well, it started at the youngest ages when I was four or five years old in Cedarburg Soccer Club. Uh, just started kicking the ball around. My dad was my first coach. That's awesome. Uh, I had an older brother that played and just kind of grew a passion for the game at the, the youngest ages. Did you know from when you were watching your brother play that you wanted to get out there and play? Absolutely. I yeah. think I was the, the typical younger brother getting carted around to the soccer games with my parents and kind of 
knew I wanted to try that. Did your dad um, love the game before, or did he start coaching when when you started playing? Yeah, he never played the game, so he was uh, you'd like to say a student of the game. Sure, you know, he he went through his coaching coach or coaching badges and. Actually, our North Shore United used to be Cedarbrook Soccer Club. Right. And my dad was the first director of coaching for really? Cedarbrook Soccer Club. Oh, he's got to be proud. Shannon, how about you? Where, where did your love for the game of soccer come from? Yeah, I think it was about the same age, like five and six, and I was just a ball of energy, and my mom was looking for me to go expend that somewhere else outside sure. than her home. Um, and I had two older brothers uh, who were involved in sports. I, I think I was the soccer nut. Uh, we all kind of went our own way, but that's where I loved. I just constantly gravitated towards that game. So I told you guys uh, when when I came in and, and, and talked to you before the, the show that I worked for the Wave, worked for the Rampage. I uh, was the general manager for an indoor team in Chicago that I ran right into the ground. I was a really bad general manager, but neither here nor there. Came back um, from Chicago and worked with Jim Harwood. Uh, at the Rampage, and I would leave. Bob Ganser was the coach then. Awesome. And I would leave at halftime. And he got really fr- – he'd say, where are you going? And I'd say, I have to set up the postgame party. He said, it's the same place. You have the same food. And I said, to be honest with you, outdoor soccer is so boring to me. And he said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change that. I said, okay. During the off season, we were at Eline. He would call me downstairs to his office as he was breaking film down. And he knew I was a basketball coach. And a guy who was the World Cup coach taught me the game. And I completely fell in love with it. I'll, I'll be driving through a park and stop and watch some high school or youth game because it, it is, once you understand it, it is such a beautiful sport to watch. I just didn't understand it. I thought, come on, games are 1-0 one, one nil or 2-0, nil and I don't, I don't need to stick around. What I didn't understand is he would say, look, here's why I'm doing what we're doing. Watch how we, watch how we play. There is a lot of basketball involved. Watch how we're doing this zone. Watch how we run a pick and roll. And he took the time. And I appreciate Bob Ganser a lot for doing this, but took the time to get me to understand what the game was, and my whole the whole thing changed for me. I went from going, hey, "What do you mean you play soccer? You kidding me? Play football, play basketball, play baseball," and fell in love with soccer. And it's because this guy, who knew the game as well as anybody in the country, took the time to teach it to me, and I thank him for that. Have you you played indoor cuz we just played the the clip. How long did you play for the Wave? I played for 10 years right you, out of college. You did. Yes. Who who coached Tozer? I was yeah, yeah, Keith Tozer was the coach all 10 years. He's a good man. Yeah, he's awesome. He's a really he's good still man. Still involved in the game today, so it's He is. Awesome. Did you go to Wave games? All the time. You did? Joe the Hammer Hamas. Joe the Hammer. <laughs> I was going to bring that up. You yeah. beat me to it. That yeah. you beat me to it. Um did you indoor to outdoor? For, for for both of you, did you have you played indoor? I'm sure. In, sure, right? just just did, growing up, and right. now we're geared a little more with futsal in the mix. But yeah, yeah. Uh, indoor or outdoor for you? Did, did you prefer to play? My passion was always outdoor. Yeah, but there's inevitably overlap because my first four years with the Wave, we had the Wave United, which was outdoor. Right, and the Wave indoor, we would always be in the playoffs and making around the championship. Those seasons would overlap, so the outdoor professional team would be playing already as our indoor season's wrapping up so there wasn't much time to rest we go right from the indoor season right to the outdoor season and and all systems go we are talking uh, about north shore united soccer club with two really look they're they're local people that are giving back to the sport that they love in a big way joe hamas he's the director of coaching for north shore united soccer club and shannon smith she's the technical director for 
How many teams? How, how does that work, being a technical director, and what does that mean, by the way? Yeah, so um, kind of one of the, the major role that I have is for U11 to U14 players. Okay. And that means I welcome them in from our academy uh, program or wherever they're coming from. And that's small-sided games. And then at U13, they go to the 11-a-side big game. And then U14, after they graduate from there, they're hitting high school ages. So it's this really special time where there's a lot of change and, and rapid growth in all areas, mental, emotional, physical, and just how they critically think about the game. So it's a, a passion of mine, maybe my, my bread and butter, and it keeps me on my toes. So my job is to kind of cater to those needs, those parents and those kids. And A, a lot of kids um... – at that age, and and when I was with the Wave, they kept talking about the soccer explosion, yeah. and and I don't think it's I don't think it has ever really happened, but I, what I see in in the game of soccer is a lot of young kids start and play it, and then the kids that that truly fall in love with it continue, and then they find places like North Shore United Soccer Club to then, like you said, mentally, physically be able to play at that next level, whether it's high school or college or want to develop their game into something even bigger and better than that, do you find that that at that age of U11, um, which is what, 10-year-olds in that age, that, that some of the kids have now made that decision that soccer is going to be something that they want to continue in a big way, or are you still getting kids that are trying to figure it out at that point? Well, you know, one of our kind of beliefs in our philosophy with that age is kids should be out and trying stuff. Yeah. You know, if we're doing our job and – providing an environment where they feel like it's fun and they're developing and they're challenged as in their young minds, then they're going to keep coming back. And that's a big part of our personality when they're having time with us. But um, they're still trying different stuff. So we work with those families, making sure those kids, you know, but inevitably we hope we instill that passion, you know, what Joe was talking about earlier, and they keep coming back. Hey, Joe is the director of coaching for North Shore United Soccer Club. You also coach some teams. I do. And is it difficult for you to identify um, guys and girls that would be good coaches for, for, for North Shore United Soccer Club? Because, look, there you can go play at a rec. You can play in a rec team where, where you have a, a guy who, you know, may have – he's just a father, maybe he never played, he reads a book and he tries to do it. This isn't what we're talking about with North Shore United Soccer Club. I looked at your, your stable of coaches – that's really impressive. It is, and we're we're pretty proud of the staff that we have. And you um, should be. It's uh, it, it's a challenge to to bring in top coaches, but we've managed to do it. It's it's coaches that have had international playing experience, international coaching experience, uh, all all sorts of different nationalities. So they they bring different views to the game, and we collaborate a ton at North Shore United, and that's one of the the special things. Uh, about our club is our coaches are interacting on a day to day basis, and how how we can keep pushing these next generations of youth players. Hey, who was your coach at Marquette when you were there? Bob Spielman. Oh, my goodness. You've had some good ones, man. I've had some great ones. Yeah, he, he – look, in high school soccer, there were some, uh, some haters with him, and it was pure jealousy. It was because Marquette High – look, I'm a Messmer guy, coach basketball at Dominican, and, you know – and, we, uh, and Bob was he was not the easiest guy to play for. Oh, I bet but not. I tell you what, you sure appreciate what he does for you uh, and and how he teaches the game. He, he really was great. I yeah. believe Shannon actually played for Bob as well. You did. My what? freshman year at uh, Divine Savior Angels, I had Bob before he moved on for a stint with UWM. Yeah. Uh, which I was disappointed because kind of to Joe's point, he holds you accountable. He, you enjoyed yeah. his coaching style. I did. You know, we we matched well. 
Yeah. It's and and look, you and you as a director of coaching at at North Shore United Soccer Club, not everybody's going to like that style, you know. So you've got to kind of mix and match and and get people to understand what what they're getting in for when they come. And I would think at the younger ages, are you more? Hey, we need to hug these kids. We need to love them up a little bit, rather than you know. Again, Bob was a tough guy, and he expected a lot. If you're going to play for him, you know what you're getting into before you get into it. How hard is that for you as the director of coaching to figure that part out? Well, it's you know I, I have Shannon here to help out too. She oversees those 11s to 14s. I think those coaches are a little more warming to the players. Sure, uh, they're not competing at the national stage yet. Once you hit the high school ages, we have some teams that are playing in the national league and competing for regional and national championships. And it's purely it's about results and performance. And you know it, it is a stressful time for coaches and players it is um, because it, it is about the, the results hey we're going to get to a break other side of the break we're going to talk we'll get into the weeds a little bit on north shore united soccer club we'll talk a little bit about the mission statement um kind of what what your passion is are you are you looking to win at these early ages are you looking to develop are you looking to have kids fall in love with the sport you know what kind of what your mission statement is and we'll talk a little bit about you know volunteers parents stuff like that where you find your coaches and then we'll continue um and the reason kids should consider north shore united soccer club and we're going to ask joe hamas and shannon smith that as we're talking about these guys you can go to northshoreunited.org go to that website I would recommend look at the coaches because it's a it, you want to talk about a club that stands apart from other clubs look at at the coaching staff that they have and then say look could my kid get better by playing for people like Shannon Smith yeah I I think you can so northshoreunited.org is where I would go this is the U Sports show on Sports Radio 1057 FM the fan Welcome back to the U Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The Fan and Mike McGiver. We're talking North Shore United Soccer Club. Joe Hamas, he's the director of coaching. Shannon Smith, technical director for the North Shore United Soccer Club. We're telling old stories during the break. Man, no, anybody better than Larry Sales? He's oh, just a Larry's he's, classic. He's a man. He I don't is, know if you saw the special on him. I did this week. I did. Brought me to tears. It's awesome. Yeah, love the guy. Yeah, I do too. I I really do. And and. Uh, he listens to a lot of stuff, and he'll send me text messages saying, "No, you said that wrong. You got to say it this way." And and uh, he's just uh, he is as good a man as you're going to find. There's no doubt. Hey, before we get more into uh, North Shore United, Shannon, uh, looking at at your bio, and and again, it's just really impressive. It really is. You've you've played professionally. Um, you played. You're in the Hall of Fame uh, at Divine Savior Holy Angels. You're you're on the board of the Wisconsin Women's Soccer Advisory Council. If, if you could go back and play for one team, one game that you've played for in, in this really phenomenal uh, career that you've had in a lot of different places in the world, um, where would it be and what team would you play for? Uh, that's really that's really tough. But if I could go back and, and relive one of those moments, it would yeah. be my first cap with Ireland. It would be. Yeah, it was in Holland, and it was really memorable, and – it took me a long time to knock on that door to get that, and and my teammates were so supportive, and you'll you never forget that first call up. Yeah, you had thirty seven caps with them, correct? Mm-hmm. Man, that's really impressive. It, it's really impressive. Did you like living in Ireland? 
Well, m- now my dad's from Dunleary in okay. Dublin. Uh, he came over in his uh, early 20s and met my mom. Never quite made it back, right? Had a boy. Um, yep. But um, I I was based in Norway. Okay. Uh, with my club full time. Uh, Top Syrian has a year round excellent uh, competition in Scandinavia for women's soccer to be to be pros. So I came in came in with the national team. So we were all based at our clubs and then and then played in. for. Yep. Um, how did you get to? How did you get to go to Norway? Did was it right out of college? And, and did they recruit or how does that work? Yeah, it's interesting. It's uh, you you uh, made my own highlight uh, video. Okay. To YouTube, all that good stuff. Uh, I had a player resume uh, and put it out to some of the top leagues. Um, the game is evolving with the with the women's game at that level. Uh, some use agents, some don't. Uh, I went and advocated on my own behalf and got some got some looks. Went on a trial. Got offered a contract, took it. So I had about a six-month gap uh, after graduating from college, and I worked with, uh, at the time, Mike Moynihan uh, at UWM. Sure. Yeah, and uh, so they gave me a, an awesome outlet to stay fit and sharp and be around the game and, and have an opportunity to coach uh, in college during a season. We won the Horizon League Championship again. They, they did a great job, a lot of story excellence there. Man, that's good. That's really good. When you played for the Republic of Ireland, did you play United States? Uh, we did twice. Um, they were doing kind of a victory lap after one of their tournaments, and they get teams to come and play them and yeah. play in front of their home crowd uh, after being away. So how'd you do? We lost. How did you? Uh, how did you play? Did you play well? You know, it, I, it, I think my my coaches were good to me. They threw me a bow, and I was <laughs> supposed to be resting. Uh, uh, an injury, and, and they let me play a second half in both games. Anyway, they knew they knew that was special for me. Yeah. Um, what position did you play? With Ireland, I was like a holding defensive mid, a six. Okay. Yeah. And is that was that your favorite position, or? Yeah. Well, you know, at the international level, I think that's where I fell with my pro club team. I was more of an eight, a box to box center mid, and that's really where I love to be in the thick of it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. You see why I asked you why when you said, "Hey, here's who I'm thinking about bringing in." I, I could do two hours. Not only not only asking her questions like that, but that little Irish last name is McGivern. My mother's yeah. name was O'Fahey. Are you kidding? This is awesome. awesome. Yeah. This is awesome, Joe. How did you get to St. Louis? By the way, how, and and St. Louis, you, did you have a lot of offers out of Marquette High? I had a couple different offers. I was uh, looking at Vanderbilt, looking at Madison, and it came down to St. Louis. And I was part of a high school all-star team, uh, indoor team that was playing through the winters uh, my junior year of high school. And Dan Donegan, who is a player with the Wave, yep. he was playing in that, that league. I guess some of the Wave reserves were playing in that league. And he was the assistant coach at St. Louis University. So he saw me playing in the indoor league. and. He knew Bob Spielman and just started connecting the dots there. That was a good choice for you. Oh, it was phenomenal. You're we, a big had, St. Louis fan? Oh, it's it's amazing. My my wife is from there. She was a, a Billiken as well. She, actually, Katie's in the Hall of Fame at St. Louis. She's got that on <laughs> Is she really? Uh, but yeah, it was just a phenomenal fit for us. Madeline and Sophie are your daughters? Madeline and Lindsay are my twin daughters. They're eight. And, and Lindsay. Is, I miss uh, Lindsay. I'm sorry, Lindsay. Lindsay and Madeline, they're eight? They're eight. And Sophie? Uh, three years Three. Old. Are they going to be soccer players, you think? Lindsay and Madeline are in North Shore. They're in our academy program, so uh, they are on their path. And Sophia is ready to start her mini micro career <laughs> she, she, here this spring. So do, do you feel like with her being able to watch her twin sisters, that the same thing that happened with you as far as watching your older brother, that she's going to want to jump right in and play? Absolutely. Absolutely. You see it already. Shane, you're smiling as he's talking about these girls. Because I think – 
Look, my, my son got a chance to play. He played through high school. He, he went to uh, Calvary Baptist when he was playing in the kickers organization. In fact, I'll tell you the funny story. Where I'm working at Eli, and to sign him up for the kickers, the woman was from me to you, and I was late. Typical Mike McGivern fashion. was a little bit late, and the only league that was open was a league that played on Sundays, predominantly Jewish league in the North Shore. And he missed practice because we were late. And I went to the guy's house. He gave him his uniform. He said he probably won't play. And I said, that's okay. He just wants to put the uniform on. We leave church. We got to get over there by 1230. He puts the uniform on. He runs up, and the game had just started. So he played right. It was like that you know, swarm ball with all the kids. Well, he would come with me to work at Eline, and I'd just send him off. I'd say, just go. I've, I've got an hour to work, and he would go somewhere. I didn't know. Well, they put him in, and the, all the kids are swarming around the ball, and he stood on the outside, and the ball just happened to come out where he was, and he chipped one in to go up one nothing. And he did it again, and he chipped it with his left foot and put it up over the goalkeeper. And the coach looked at me, and I went like, I have no idea where he found out how to do that. It's a natural. And we get in the car. I go, how'd you learn? He goes, well, the Rampage guys teach. They taught me all this stuff. So he would go out, and these guys would kick it with him, and it just was really fun to watch the kid play. He played center, and you know what? He's an assist. He's a point guard in basketball, so playing midfield for him was was perfect. You know, he could just kind of figure out where the game was, and and he enjoyed playing it through high school. He he really did basket. I love as a basketball coach having soccer kids. Because you guys get get them all fit, and then I get to teach them how to use their hands a little bit. Hey, if you're interested, can can kids still join? Can kids, if if people go to your website, still time to get involved? Can they get questions answered? You know, anybody that has kids, when, what age do you guys start kids? By the way, our youngest program is three years old, the mini micro, and we go all the way through U23. We have college players who come back in the summers, and we have a men's and women's. Uh, U23 team. It was tough to get you in here because you're busy a lot on, on weekends. So I appreciate you guys coming in this weekend, by the way. It's a year-round deal for you, right? Absolutely. Yeah, our, our players are uh, – we, we give them off in July, and that's when we do our camps. Yeah, man. So it's pretty much year-round. Did, did you work the, Co- the Tozer camps, by the way? I bet you did. They made you work them, didn't they? Oh, yeah. Ten, ten weeks in a row, wave camps. <laughs> Boy, he figured that out, didn't he? That's right. Tozer, he figured out that whole camp business really well. If if I don't know what your deadline are, our kid, your team's all set now for the upcoming season. Are there is there a chance to get involved still? Yeah, our competitive teams are are pretty well set because we we sign kids for the full year, so we're heading into our spring season. Okay. Tryouts will be in June, where we'll form teams for the the following year. Okay, so people need to know that because June's coming up. It's not too far away. If you're thinking about this, NorthShoreUnited.org. NorthShoreUnited.org. A lot of information and certainly a way to get a hold of these guys. And the non-competitive ones, the little ones, is there still time? Absolutely. Yeah, we're still adding recreational players for this spring. Boy, that's that's important. And our new mini micro program, that those threes and fours, I mean, that's like your basic kids on the move stuff. But yeah. can they do it via soccer? It's just a vehicle, you know, get those kids working those coordination skills. It's really fun. Our staff is great. Uh, that brings them into our micro program where we're introducing to those 4v4 games. So it's fun. They can join any time for those programs. Boy. So my youngest grandson is five, Beckett. And he, I went to, I got a chance to go watch him play basketball in an upward basketball league. And uh, he's the youngest kid in the league. And I've been a basketball coach a long time. The ball came, ball rolled by him, and he put his hands to his side, and he watched it. And I go, pick up the ball. He's like, 
I go, pick up the ball. He goes, I don't want the ball. And I thought, oh, we got a lot of work to do. So I, I, I'm telling you, those the, the, the coaches that work with the, th- the three- and four-year-olds, God bless them. Yep. God bless. Special place in heaven for those guys. Absolutely. Let's get to a break. Other side of the break, I want to, again, I'm going to get in the weeds now a little bit on the, on the third segment to just talk a little bit about cost, where you find coaches, um, and then the mission statement of, of what you guys are at North Shore United Soccer Club. As we're talking, they're located in Cedarburg. Uh, go to NorthShoreUnited.org for more information. If you want to see uh, Joe's goal, just YouTube them. 2012 championship. They won it with a shot from a Milwaukee Marquette kid. Not bad. This is the U Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Well, welcome back to the U Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The Fan. During the break, I brought a soccer ball out and was nutmeg and Shannon Smith all over the place. Yeah. You, anybody who knows me, you know I'm just kidding. Talk a lot of smack. Can't, I can't back any of that stuff up. Hey, let's talk more about North Shore United Soccer Club. Again, as we're talking, they have tryouts coming up for uh, some of the rec teams, right? Yeah, it's, uh, competitive teams. Competitive uh, yeah. teams as well. Yep. Um, the, the, the ones that are, are already set, and you, you sign these kids for a year, are... are what do you call those teams? That's our select teams. Your select teams. Yep. That's U11 to U19. Okay. But you can still get involved, and you don't have to live in the North Shore to do this. I mean, I think they're, they're the kids in that area, but you've got kids from outside of. Absolutely. Our our, our base is from the Cedarburg, Mequon, Grafton, Port, West Bend areas, but we have kids coming from as far south as Kenosha, as far west as Economoc, and as far north as Green Bay. Really? Boy, that's uh, that's awesome. Where where do you find your coaches? And and we talked about that in the first segment. It's difficult. Do you get a lot of guys approaching you saying, "Look, I'd like to coach," and and you've got to weed out the guys that you think fit with with who you are and and who Shannon is. It wasn't always the case, but more and more as the clubs had success and they're seeing how we develop players, we've had a lot more coaches reach out and want to be a part of it. And um, we try not to have too much turnover. We have a amazing staff and, yeah you know, I, it's about developing these coaches and like i said before we collaborate together and and work together for these kids that that staff is really impressive and i spent a lot of time on on your website and and i would really recommend if, if you want to make a decision by saying hey look what's the best place for my son or daughter at an early age or if they're really um somebody who wants to to get better in this game i would go to northshoreunited.org and take a look at what joe's doing what Shannon's doing, what they've done in the past, and where they, where they, you know, I guess the core of who these guys are started at an early age. And when you talk about, you know, Shannon and 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 she started at four and five, and 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 knew that she wanted to play. And Joe and his background, these are people that you you're going to want to be associated with. What's the cost for for? Let's start with the with kind of the competitive side. What's the cost for somebody if they want to join? So we do a full-year package where you're signed for the fall. You get three tournaments in the fall. You get a full winter session. You're signed for the spring. get three tournaments in the spring. I think the fees are anywhere, depending on what level, anywhere from thirteen to $1,800 for the whole season. For the, for the, for the year. whole year. For the whole year, yes. That, that's that's re- really good. 
I mean, in youth sports, it's, it's really yeah. good. And we yeah. work with all of our families. We always, you know, people are coming from different do, places. Joe, do you understand that um, I do this youth sports show, and, and there's football teams that that go seven weeks. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. That are well, and my daughters were in in dance, and some other <laughs> so gymnastics. You, yeah, so I'm fully yeah, aware. The twin, the twins did all that already. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. They try and fit everything in. <laughs> that's. And so you know that that that's really reasonable for the year, absolutely. Especially with the coaching that 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 you're getting, and in in youth soccer, um, paying coaches is is standard now for for a lot of teams because it's competitive again, and you want that excellence. You guys, uh, you pay your coaches, correct? Our competitive uh, coaches are paid. Our recreational coaches are volunteer. Are the rec coaches mostly parents? Yeah, they're all parents. Okay, yes. and and do you get out to a lot of games? I do. I'm heading out there after after the interview here. All right, where, where, where are you going? Uh, to our home fields, PWSB yeah. Soccer Park. And you're playing? They're playing outdoor today, or just practicing? oh yeah, we'll have a full day of games on our turf. We have a beautiful facility. Um, where really is it nice located? Turf field in Cedarburg. Okay, and you have one field. Well, we have three full size fields and two small sided fields. That's Man. our uh, main game location, and then we have a training ground that has probably about space for seven full-size fields wow who is your biggest competitor in in this thing and and look yeah i guess what other soccer clubs and and you guys are standalone and i understand that and you don't want to but but i know that the, the kickers were huge for a long time and they probably still are i don't know because i'm not in that building anymore and it's been a long time but they were kind of like the big dog and then some other people came in um, Bavarians used to be big back in the day. I don't know where they stand, but is, is there somebody that is there another club that that you go, boy, that's a really good club, and we compete well with them? Yeah, on the the girls and boys, it seems to be like the Bavarians and Waukesha, us in the Milwaukee area, Madison Fifty Sixers. Um, those those are the teams we we usually run into. Yeah, I, I would assume that you enjoy and, and and your kids enjoy playing against those guys. Oh, it's great. Yeah. We, Bavarians and us were, I think, probably less than ten miles apart. So it's kind of the little local derby. Yeah, I, I like that stuff. That that's Absolutely. really good. When when you guys um, can can girls play if they're good enough play on boys teams? Do you guys have much of that, or do you guys stick it? It's it's girls here, boys over here. What's what's kind of interesting about that is, um, you know, we have the ability, the numbers to provide a girls environment and a boys environment. When they're very young, it's it's mixing. You know, our Sixers, um, our first touch in UA programs, we start to separate. In our rec program, we certainly allow for co-ed, um, and there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Um, there is a lot of power in competing with and against your direct competition, which is also part of gender, right? Um, but you got to find what's the right environment for you. If, if you live in a rural area and the boys are the best competition for you, then you should do that. Go play them. Uh, Did you do that at all? You know what? Up? I never had to. Now, I was playing with the boys in the backyard. I right. had older brothers that. Did you play, play up? But, uh, in a couple scenarios. Yeah. Uh, with the Olympic Development Program back in the day. But I never had to in my club uh, experience. I never had to. Did you play varsity your freshman year at DSHA? Mm-hmm. That you was did. with Bob Spielman. Yep. Yeah. So you played right up. and Because uh, that, that, again, is playing up. I think is if you're a freshman, especially at DSHA, did you play freshman at varsity as a freshman? I Marquette? did not. At Marquette, is a little unheard of. Yeah, mm-hmm. my time to play uh, is pretty much you played freshman, you played JV as a sophomore, junior, senior, your varsity. Yeah, 
that that's interesting because there's a lot of talent in that building. Lots, lot, lot of soccer. That was uh, that was a part of ten championships in a row that Bob Sulin had. Oh man, that's that's why there were some people that looked cross-eyed at him. You know that, right? <laughs> you know, it's that uh, you win you win two, three in a row, and the difference between hunting and being the hunted and Marquette soccer and DSHA soccer being the hunted for they had been for a while. DSHA still really good in soccer. Do you know? Yeah, and it ebbs, it ebbs and flows. You know, uh, the the boys' soccer and the girls' soccer in high school it can be a little bit different, um, just competitive balance wise and things like that. So, but DS has always had a, a very strong program. Kevin Wraith is there now. He's a, he's a, a colleague and friend, and he does a great job with the girls. Um, the mission statement for for North Shore uh, United Soccer Club, I, I I would assume it's different depending on what level that I'm talking about. At, at the highest level, at the select, you guys are looking to win, develop and win, correct? Correct. At younger ages, um, competitive, you're, you're looking to develop. Is winning important to you guys? I'd say yes and no. Uh, the very youngest ages, no, it, it's really not. It's about giving these kids the building blocks um, for a long career in soccer, teach them techniques, give them some confidence, keep them active. As they grow through the ranks and get into the U13 is where they start playing for state cup. That is where winning does matter and results matter. Right. Um, it's still not the only thing. We still want to keep developing these players. Um, but as they go through the ranks of competitive soccer, it, it does come. Uh, the winning does take a, a little bit of a priority. Shannon, you had to be pretty competitive, right, at an early age because of – and, and Joe, same bit. thing. So did you find that it's hard um, when – when when you're just trying to develop kids, not to 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 have that competitive like come on like yeah. really let's work hard let's go let's go win some games. Yeah, you know I think that's kind of one of the special pieces about being a part of North Shore United is um, the our our board is phenomenal and they support our directors to help support our staff and every time I work with those kids and especially in those age groups, you must check your ego at the door. Because, as I say to our parents all the time, we don't skip steps. And I think that's where we end up differing over the long run. And that's why, you know, these kids who crave that and they maybe aren't getting that in, in an environment they have been in, that's where we start to pull kids from all over the state because they see something special going on. And, you know, that that's why when you're thinking about what school you put your kids in and who's their math teacher and who's their English teacher, you know, you want teachers. And so I, yes, I'm a coach, but I'm a teacher, right? These kids haven't looked at your your bios the way I have, so they don't know who you are. They have no clue that you scored that goal, that you played here and played it. They just know you as their coach. I would assume the parents, though, know who you guys are, right? I would think so. I think the parents, especially the parents who are from outside the area, they're looking to place their kids in an environment that know they know is going to challenge them and look after their kids. And they do their due diligence in, in into this and – and I, look, if you were coaching my son, Shannon, I would, I'd be standing next to you asking you all kinds of questions. So what was it like getting in the Athletic Hall of Fame at Design? You'd be like, get away from me, McGivern. You're, you're really a weird dude. But that's the stuff that, that interests me. And the fact that, look, you guys could be doing a lot of things with your life. And the fact that this sport captured you as, as young people, and now you're doing all this to give back to that sport and to this community, I think is wonderful. And one of the reasons I bugged you, Joe, so hard to get you in here was to tell you that because I think it's awesome that that you know you guys. This is what your livelihood is, and making sure that these kids have a similar experience in the game of soccer that you guys did. 
And I think that's really important. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll continue and wrap this up. Talking North Shore United Soccer Club. Some really good young people that are that are doing a, a world of difference in their community, in the soccer community. Go to NorthShoreUnited.org, NorthShoreUnited.org for more information. This is the Youth Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Uh, welcome back to the U Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern. This has been a really fun hour for me. We're talking North Shore United Soccer Club. Joe Hammes. He's the director of coaching. He's Marquette High boy, but don't hold that against him. Shannon Smith, <laughs> technical director, DSHA Hall of Fame, DSHA played for the Irish Republic. She, her bio. Go on that website. Look at both of their bios. NorthShoreUnited.org. She keeps shaking her head at me, but I don't care because it's really impressive. Hey, during the break, we were talking about your U18 girls. And I'll tell you what, you, you have the look of a proud parent, Matt. You just do. The U18 girls team at North Shore United Soccer Club, six state championships in a row. Six in a row. From U13 six in a row. all the way through. How many of those girls uh, get in scholarship to play soccer at the next level? This is our first time we've ever had the entire team is going on to the next level. So we have 17 girls going to play in college. My goodness. You're going to miss them. I will, but I, I'm going to be bringing them back for the U23s. So I'll be the proud <laughs> parent, they... watch them in college, and then in the summers they get to come back to the club. And, and they know that, right? Reunite. Absolutely. They're looking forward to it. Did you know when they were at U13, did you know you had something special with these girls? Uh, absolutely. You could see from a young age these, these girls were dedicated. They were, they were determined to, to be a top team, and they've competed on the national stage for many years. So how does that, how does that affect a club like yours when you have that much success with with that? So you thirteen, they win. You fourteen, you win. You fifteen. Now all of a sudden, people from outside of your area, like you said, maybe Green Bay and Oconomowoc, they want to be part of that. And so, do, do these girls try out each year? Absolutely, yeah. Every June we have tryouts, and th- this team has. Uh, gained players throughout the years and we do have a player from Green Bay from Oconomowoc from Kenosha so people do take notice when you when you win state championships people take notice and they they want to be a part of something special winning year after year is really difficult it's it's a hard thing to do because now especially when you win two or three in a row everybody wants to be everybody brings you their best game they look at tournament oh good look who we get to play so how do you keep kids at that level focused and continue to want to win when everybody's giving them their best shot. Yeah, that's you know we always try and be better, and that's what we we talk about a lot is just be better each day, whether it's training in a game. So uh, always trying to reach that next level, whatever that level may be. And you know at, at the club we're committed to helping players reach the next level, whether that's making their high school team. Once they're in high school, a lot of these kids want to push on to college. So we do a lot of stuff off the field, film study, team meetings, goal setting all trying to, to get them to that next level. Hey, I got a question for you. I coached girls basketball for two years and boys for 36. And people ask me about the difference. I think girls came ready to practice hard every single day. I think boys pick their spots. I think boys will practice hard You know, on Monday, not on Wednesday, maybe again on Thursday. It was more social for the girls I was coaching. But once practice started, 
They went hard every single day. And I'm wondering if that's the same. Do you see that as well? Uh, I mean, definitely this girls team, I've had them for several years. They come ready to play every day, and they challenge each other in training every day. Um, but we see that on the boys' side, too. These, these boys are coming from different high schools, and, yeah, they enjoy being together and, and yeah. uh, socializing a little bit before practice. But once once they hit that training ground and, and put the boots on, it, it's all, you know, all business. Shannon, how competitive are your practices? Do you, do you, and I guess depending on what team you're working with, but do you want – kids to compete for for kids job you know if you're if you're on the bench i i want kids that want to play and they want to take the 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 next step and, and get in a starting group how competitive do you make your practices and again it depends on i guess who you're coaching right well maybe a little bit you know each team has a unique personality but um like I, my U13 girls this year, for example, a uh, really competitive group. They've had a lot of success. Now they're having ups and downs of, you know, taking the steps of development in the 11 v 11 game. Uh, but we talk about a lot at the beginning, like Joe said, we'll go into the classroom, we'll have leadership meetings, and we talk about what it means to compete. And everybody thinks compete is against each other. But compete actually is compete with each other. Sure. So that's where – a testament to Joe and the culture that he's built at North Shore United and what I get to jump on and, and join is we're teaching kids how to compete with each other because that's a team sport because you never know when you're going to need, you know, somebody's injured or somebody can't make it or, you know, whatever the case, we need to dig in depth of our roster and, and that's where they're ready when their name is called. I don't know of a sport that that's more of a team sport. Football is kind of like that just because of the sheer number of, of players on the field and, and the trust factor in, in, in football is is high. If you're safety and, and, and you don't trust your cornerback and you take two two steps over because you don't think he's very good and you get beat on a seam round, similar to soccer, you have to trust the people you're playing with that they know what they're doing, that they're gonna they're gonna they're going to perform at a level that that, that team needs. And and I think you're right with being competitive. You can be being competitive as a team, it's it's a wonderful thing to see when everybody you know, the definition of team is two or more horses pulling in a similar direction for mm-hmm. common goal. And when the team is playing together as one and nobody cares who's scoring the goals, you know, nobody cares. Let's just win as a team. There's something special with that. They, this this U18 team that you had, these girls got along pretty well? Absolutely. I mean, they, they're competitive in practice, so there's <laughs> bound to be some little flare-ups here and there. Yeah, but, you know, I don't a, mind any that. Any great team has that. Yeah, I, no doubt. But when they win as a team, everybody – it, it's it's hard, I would think, for you guys when when let's talk about parents real quick because as parents sometimes you think well my kids should be scoring a goal and you've got them in the back or you've got her in the back um, or you've got them in a position that they they're not comfortable or don't think they should be in. How do you handle the the parent part of this? One thing we do really well as a club is we communicate regularly with the parents. If we have a big league weekend or tournament weekend. Uh, following that weekend, the coaches will send a recap of what went well, what we're working on in training, um, what's coming ahead. And we like to think that that keeps everybody informed and, and on the same page as us so we can keep pushing the team. Hey, what, what high schools do most of the kids go to? Is there a lot go to Cedarburg or go to yeah, the, uh, Homestead or to Marquette or we, PSHA? We went North Shore United. As right. a playoff, the North Shore Conference. So inevitably, a lot of players are Cedarburg, Grafton, Homestead, Port Washington, the West Bends, sure, uh, Germantown, 
all the North Shore schools. Nikolai. Nikolai. There you go. Got to throw Nikolai yeah. a bone. Yep. They, they won a basketball state championship this yeah, year. Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. So did Greendale Martin Luther, where I coach. Division three cut down the net. So it was, nice. uh, yeah, it was pretty pretty awesome for sure. Hey, so let's get back to if we can. I want to tell people that if you have interest, NorthShoreUnited.org. You can still get involved. I like this mini my thing. Starting at three years old. Um, might be a little babysitting going on, but these kids get a chance to get out, feel, kick the soccer ball a little bit, start to understand what the game is. June is when sign-up is? Correct. June, uh, June is when sign-up is. Go to NorthShoreUnited.org and get all the information. Uh, their facilities are phenomenal. I didn't know that. I apologize for that, but it's a really good facility that, that you can – a lot of stuff going on on – on soccer Saturday and stuff, right? We feel very fortunate that we have a beautiful turf field with lights. With our climate and our wet springs, you absolutely need it. Hey, you guys don't do this on your own, obviously. You've got there's and if when you go to the website, who who's on the board? Are there some people that we need to name to thank for their work with with North Shore United Soccer Club uh, before we get out? Yeah, we've got a phenomenal board, and we feel really fortunate to to have the backroom crew doing all the the legwork. So we can really spend the time on the field. And you know, Matt McLaughlin's our president, uh, does a phenomenal job leading the board. Um, it's a very progressive thinking, forward-thinking board that uh, is on, you know, you know, on our side. Hey, guys, you would agree that none of this is possible without that board. Absolutely. You know, none of this would be happening if you had a board that, that didn't believe in what you were doing, was coming to practice and saying, no, you should put this player here and that. That kind of stuff – do your job, let us do our job, and it sounds like that's what you have. And in, in soccer, sometimes very political, and, and and you know we all know that. So is basketball, so is football. And if they can shield you guys and allow you to do what they hired you to do, which was you know Joe, for you to be the director of coaching and and take a U thirteen girls team and make them six state championships in a row, that's what they hired you to do. And Shannon, same thing with you. If you don't have to deal with a lot of that other Noise makes your job a little easier. Absolutely. We, we Like I said, we were very fortunate to be in the position we are with such a supportive board. Where um, You guys, I'm sure you sit with, with, with guys and girls from other clubs and hear these horror stories of, of all this nonsense that goes on. And that's, again, in, in baseball and basketball and football. So you've got to smile and say, hey, look, I, now it's going pretty well over here. People jealous of the facilities you have? Have to be, right? Well, not a lot of clubs own their own facilities. Right. So again, we're very lucky. We own our own facilities, so we can be on them as much as we want. How many How many uh, kids will be out playing soccer today? We'll have five or six games on the turf today. Really? Are you coaching today? Uh, I'm actually headed straight to, I'm in the middle of teaching a D license. I uh, do the soccer where, education badges. So Where do you do that? That's hosted at E-Line this weekend. It's the first of two weekends, a development uh, period in between. So that's been a really cool uh, journey as me and my professional. How long have you been doing that? Uh, You know, our our state DOC, uh, Jim Launder, wrote me into that when I came back. And it's definitely a part of my uh, long-term career path. Hey, referees a problem in soccer like they are in every other sport, finding finding people to ref? We're seeing, yeah, lack of referees is an issue. It's an issue in, in, in every sport. And so, if is there a way? Um, where do they go to be a ref in soccer? You know, you can you can jump on WISREF, WISREF.org and get some more information about that. And something we're proud of at our park is 
I mean, it, it's prob- I can count on one hand throughout the whole year when we don't have a full crew. They love coming to our fields because if there's something out of turn, we, we step up, say, hey, not at our park. Um, fall tournament, we hosted 210 teams. Every single game, we had a full crew. That's awesome. We actually just got a phone call from a referee who said that you guys are the best. And that I'm I'm dead serious. That you guys are fantastic. They love refing your games. Awesome. And uh, you guys are top notch. So just just so you know, Hammers, tell your hear. brother to quit calling this station. No, <laughs> right. I'm just kidding. I'm just. I'm only kidding. <laughs> hey guys, thank you so much. Really impressed with with uh, with the direction that uh, you guys are taking North Shore United Soccer Club. And again, guys like Matt, who's the president, we can't thank that board enough. Go to NorthShoreUnited.org. NorthShoreUnited.org for more information. Guys, thanks a lot. Thanks nice a lot. Thank you so much. You Thank bet. You. This is the U Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.